Right, before I get to my next guest, Tom Patrick, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. You can find them online at PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter at TVibesGolf. And their head covers and putter covers are a very unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts during the course of your round. Because, and they're a great training aid as well because you can't help but stay positive and have a smile on your face. Because every time you walk back to your bag and you see their, their, their putter covers or their head covers, that smile goes right on you. I'm telling you, it, it's a great way to get your mind right when you're playing golf. See what I'm talking about by going online to PositiveVibesGolf.com. And again, give them a follow on Twitter at PVibesGolf. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret that pros know. A larger, lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet. The winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence. Grip Golf Pride. All right, now back with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is our resident director of instruction, Tom Patry. You can go visit Tom and improve your game at Esplanade Golf and Country Club in Naples, Florida. You can sign up for golf lessons via his website, tompatry.com. You can also subscribe to his newsletter when you're on his site as well. Tom is also a member of the Titleist Leadership Advisory Board, and it's always a privilege to have him with me on Next on the Tee. Hey, TP, how are you, my friend? Christopher, it's unbelievable to be back with you. Incredible. (laughs) Indeed it is, TP. So, my friend, I know you've got a pretty hot take. We've been talking all night about the Patrick Reed situation. He goes out and wins again Sunday at the WGC in Mexico. But no matter what he does for the rest of his career, it sort of feels like this cloud of potential cheating or whatever you want to call it is going to be hanging over his head. What are your thoughts on that? Did you say potential cheating? I did. I'm being kind. Well, let's just be factual, okay? I mean, what do you call improving your lie by moving stand out from the back of your ball? What do you call that? Is that potential? Let's, let's just do this. We, we had a problem at Georgia. We had a problem at Augusta State. We had a problem at the Hero World Challenge. We had a problem at the President's Cup twice. We had a problem at the Ryder Cup. If it smells like a duck, it quacks like a duck, and it waddles like a duck, and it sounds like a duck, there's a good chance, Chris, it's a duck. I mean, the thing that's amazing, let me ask you a question. Let's replace the captain for the President's Cup this year. Let's take Tiger out, and let's put Arnold Palmer in. If Arnold Palmer was the captain of this year's President's Cup, my question is, do you think Patrick Reed would have boarded the plane to go to Australia? Yeah, no. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten near the tarmac. Okay. What I don't understand, the thing I'm really having trouble with, see, I've already come to grips with very simple. Patrick Reed is a cheater. How's that? I just said it. Patrick Reed is a cheater. Okay. Period. End of sentence. What I'm having trouble with is the PGA tour and the players on the PGA tour both making light of the situation, thinking it's funny or, or embracing Patrick Reed. I don't get it. How does Tiger Woods, I mean, if, if, if I'm Tiger Woods and that happens in the Bahamas, I pull Patrick aside and say, listen, Patrick, I don't know what story you come up with, but um, either you're sick or you feel like it's a distraction or you feel like it's the best thing for the team. 
but you're not getting on the plane to Australia. It's not happening. And then they get down to Australia, and on social media, they're, they're, they're joking around about it. Like, it's, like it's funny. I, I don't see how that's funny. I don't get it. I think the integrity of the game, traditions of the game, and and how we should embrace this game that we love so much. I don't know where the I don't know where these guys' heads are at. This guy is a cheater. He's a bad egg. And these guys are kind of just brushing it under the rug. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I get it. And the PGA Tour, they haven't even made a statement. They haven't said a, they, they haven't said a word about it. It doesn't make any sense to me. So Tom, let's, let's think about this in, in context of what's going on in just sports in general, right? Guys do things that the league doesn't want them to do. They get a second chance, which is fine. But many of them get a third, a fourth, a fifth, an eighth, right? We've seen it Amen. in the NFL with guys on drugs. You know, they get busted. And, you know, guys like Josh Gordon get eight chances, you know, to, to figure it out. Right? It seems like, and we just saw Patrick Reed win, so it seems like, as as we've all heard over the course of our lives, right, Tom? Winning cures everything. So hey, if you can not win, my, my, if you can be a good player, book. not my book. I'm, Sorry. Hey, look, book. we're dealing with it right now, right? In baseball, right? Jose Altuve and the Astros. Nothing happening. Hell, coaches pay the price, yeah. right? Front office pays the price. Players, no price. It seems like what happens. So what are politics in America, the Houston Astros, and Patrick Reed have in common? <laughs> They're full of cheaters. What? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not stepping aside and this is, this is absolute crap. It's, it's actually, it's, it's embarrassing. It's shameful to the sport. It's, it's shameful to the integrity of the game. And, and, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not backing up in my comments. It's just absolutely, it's pathetic. Pathetic. All right. Let's, let's switch gears just a little bit. And, um, we live in a world, Tom, where everyone wants instant gratification. And that's just not golf, right? It's not a golf swing. You can't go out there and be good the first time you pick up a club. You can't even be good the second or third time that you pick up a club. So uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. How do, how do you temper, when you get a new student that may ne- have never played before and, and they want to start playing this great game of golf, how do you set expectations so that they understand, at least for me, in my in my experience, it took me 10 years just to be bad at golf. How do you temper the expectation of new students? No, I, I, th- I think you have a very honest first first lesson conversation with the student. I mean, you know, very rarely, at least now in my in my career, does somebody come to me that's never touched a golf club before in their life. Most people come to me, you know, they've been out once or twice with a buddy. They've been to a driving range. They've hit a couple of balls. They've had they've had their club hands on the club to some degree. And and let's let's say the guy is really struggling, or the, or the lady's really struggling, and it's really new to them. Um, you know, I, we have a really honest conversation about how long it takes to develop any kind of level of competency in something that has as many moving parts as a golf swing. What happens in less than two seconds? Um, you know, I, I, you, you know all this, Chris, and, and you know this already. But for the viewers who don't know, I've inherited a student this winter named Jackie Bradley Jr. 
And I know he's very near and dear to your heart. And by the way, he's a, he's a great guy, a wonderful guy, and obviously a very, very fine athlete. For the viewers that don't know who he is, he plays center field for the Boston Red Sox. So obviously a really, really good athlete. And how about Jackie Bradley Jr. has extremely unrealistic expectations about how well he should be playing golf in less than a year. Now, by the way, he's making some really good golf swings, really high-end golf swings for somebody who's been playing that little time. But still, his expectation level is way higher than his ability. So we had we had a really couple of really honest sit-down discussions between sessions that, dude, I know you're a great athlete. I know you have great hand-eye. I, I know you're athletically adept, but this is a different game. You don't get three strikes, you don't get four balls, and you can't hit the ball here to right, left, or center field. Only center field is good, and you only get one swing at it. It's a different, it's a different set of rules, and the sweet spot is really small. And he started kind of laughing when I, when I broke it down that way. But listen, it's, it's a, it's a very high rate of speed in a very short period of time with a lot of moving parts. You got to go to get, you have a little, have to have a little realistic conversation with the individual and say, this is going to take some time, man. This is going to take some time. You know what I love most about that story is the fact that Mr. Yankee fan is now teaching Jackie Bradley Jr. And going to Red Sox games to go watch him play. That warms my heart. Well, first of all, he, we had a very, it's funny, the first day we met, he walked up to me on the range at Esplanade. It was early in the morning. You'll like this, this a lot. It was 7.30 in the morning. I was setting up for an 8 o'clock lesson. The fellow came walking across. He obviously is in golf clothes. I don't, I, and honestly, I don't recognize him at 7.30 in the morning in golf clothes. And he walks over and says, are you Tom? I said, yes, I am. He said, my name's Jackie. He said, Jackie, nice to meet you. He goes, I've heard your name around town. I'm new at the game. I need some help. I heard you're the guy. I said, well, that's very nice. I said, I, I've got a card here. I said, why don't you email me, and I'll, I'll send you some date availability, and we'll get together and get started. He said, sure. I said, Jackie, do you live in town? He goes, I do. I own a home here in town. I said, how you looked at him? I said, what do you do for a living? <laughs> and he said to me, he looked me straight in the eye. He goes, I play center field for the Boston Red Sox. I said, don't call me and don't email me. <laughs> he, 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 start, he starts laughing and he says, oh, you're one of those. I said, one of those? What does that mean? One of, what I mean, one of, what's one of those mean? He goes, you're a New Yorker, aren't you? I said, I am a New Yorker. I love my Yankees. And don't bother texting me or emailing me because you're out. You're tired. <laughs> and and, and we, just, we, both thought, we both started laughing. He's a wonderful guy, a really good guy. He's got zero ego. He's he's extremely regular and low-key, and he's been a lot of fun to be around this winter. Speaking of wonderful, and I want to get your thoughts, because you recently put out a wonderful video of your life in golf that people can see on your website, TomPatry.com, on your Facebook page, or they can find it on YouTube as well. And in it, and you talk about setting expectations. In it, you talk about how, as a junior player, you played in your first tournament, and then that first tournament you shot 144, and the kid you were playing with shot 76. 144 Sterling golf shots, all I add to that, yes. (laughs) So the guy you're playing against shoots about half what you did, and you become determined to not let that happen again and not to get beat that badly. And a year later, 
in the same tournament, you break 80. That's a heck of a way of going from a terrible player to a really good one. So if anybody wants to know what makes me tick, Chris, and you, you and I have gotten to know each other pretty well long distance over the last couple of years, and it's been a real pleasure. That 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 kind of defines, if anybody wants to understand who I am, that's who I am, that's how I've played the game, that's how I teach the game, and that's what my expectation is, not only of myself, and always has been, but of my students. And that's why, Chris, quite frankly, Tom Patrick is just not for everybody. He's just not. I mean, and he doesn't want to be for everybody. The guy that comes to my tea that generally stays with me, the woman that comes to my tea and generally stays with me for long periods of time and develops a relationship, a teacher coaching a relationship with me is, is equally as passionate as I am and as determined as I am. So yeah, I, I sat I was uh I was um twelve years old and I shot one forty four and the next summer at thirteen I shot seventy six I believe. I think that's right. Seventy two or seventy seven I think seventy six the following year. But in in the time in between I was absolutely like a crazed dog. I mean I that winter, I, I shoveled snow off the range tee at the club. I literally shoveled snow off the range tee. I, I hit balls off frozen ground. I made flings in my bedroom. I putted on the rug. You know, I, I got in front of a mirror and did positional work. And this is before, Chris, this is before we had instruction or video or TrackMan or KVest or any of the things we have today. This was me looking at a golf digest and trying to in front of the mirror and figure things out as a kid without any help. Matter of fact, I think Chris, you know this. The, the viewers may not. I, when I won, when I won the NCAA Division II national championship in '81, at that point in my life, I had never had a golf lesson. Um, so I won. Wow. I think I won 17 junior events, four or five amateur events. I won five or six college events and an NCAA, and I never had a golf lesson. So. And in, a, in a day and time when we give kids participation trophies, which makes me sick to my stomach, um, I, I'm not, I wasn't that kid. I didn't want a participation trophy. I wanted the trophy, the trophy. That's the only one I wanted. Um, and I was willing to do whatever I needed to do, except for cheat, to get that. You know, so, so that, that's kind of who, that's just kind of how, how I function. Uh, and I do, I function as a teacher with the same passion for every student that's in front of me. You know, they came to me for an hour. They paid me my fee. I have an obligation to do everything I can in that hour to make them hit better golf shots and better understand how to do that when I'm not around. So let's, let's fast forward that, uh, for all of us that are starting to get the, you know, get the weather that we need and we're, we're, we're getting a bug and, we need to get the rust off of our golf swings that have been in hibernation now for two, three, four months, whatever it is. How do you recommend that we start out so that we don't end up ingraining some bad habits because we haven't swung a golf club in that period of time? Well, Chris, is there, is there something wrong with your weather in the land? It's 81 here in my driveway right now. It's at uh, <laughs> 9.13 at night. What's, what's, what's wrong with your weather? <laughs> So I have, I have a problem with the weather. It's rainy, TP. It's 45 and rainy. Yeah, I'm not on the golf course. No, I'm, gee, because I, I really, I, you know how bad I feel about that to you. My heart bleeds to you. <laughs> so I, so the, the, first, the first thing everybody listening needs to do 
is Joseph shows over, they need to go online and go to www.jetblue.com. That's the first thing to do. <laughs> and, and, and come on down and see me. That's the best thing they can do. But no, you're right. I mean, you guys, you guys, uh, north of, north of the Florida line and, and in the Northeast, certainly in the Midwest, um, you know, suffer through long winters. And, you know, I, I certainly at the very least would have a golf club in my hand or an orange whip in my hand or some kind of swing training device in my hand and making swings indoors every day. First of all, just swing something every day. Get something in your hands so you can simulate a golf swing and swing every day. And second thing is, you know, I love doing mirror work. I love doing positional work and doing drills in front of a mirror all day long indoors. Obviously, anytime you can get a break in the weather and make some swings outdoors or go to a range and hit some balls and do some live action, please, every chance you get, do that. And then, and, I, and I'm being serious now, whether it's Tom Patry or Jim McLean or, you know, the bread brewer or whoever it is in Florida, whoever you work with or, or admire their teaching in Florida, you've gotta you've gotta start thinking about a trip to Florida to do some what I call spring training. We're in the middle of spring training with the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees right now. You should be in spring training for two or three days in somewhere between, you know, March first and March thirtieth to come down here and spend two or three days you know, working with somebody to kind of kick off your season and get some live action under your belt and get the edge on your buddies and your foursome, kick off your golf season. TP, one more before I let you go. And for those of us who struggle with our putting, particularly the short distance, you know, the, the three, four, five footers, that if we miss it, we're going to be hanging our heads as we you know, take the walk of shame to the next tee. How do we go about practicing now, to your point, whether it's indoors on the carpet, or if we live in a place where we can get out and uh, out to a putting green and, and practice, how do we make more of those putts? Well, let's 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 just stay indoors for a little bit because that's where you're confined to right now. Because so I love I love practicing to something smaller than what we play called regulation golf on the golf course. In other words, the court the, on the course the hole is four and a half inches wide or in diameter, and I practice constantly. You know, when I'm outdoors right now in Florida, I practice with a hole reducer in the hole. So I put a hole reducer in the cup that reduces the surface to the circumference of the hole by a third. When I'm indoors, I always put to something smaller from three feet. For example, a shot glass or a quarter on the floor or something very, a penny on the floor. I'm trying to make it at the penny, make it a quarter, make it at the shot glass from three, four, and five feet. I have to aim small, miss small, aim big, miss big. So I always like to practice to a reduced target size. Well, Tom, before we let you go, let our listeners know, how can they stay up to date with all the great things you're doing? Mention your website again and how they can follow you on social media as well. www.yankeesgoyankeesworldseries.com <laughs> First of all. Okay. God forbid. Don't and, anyone go on the website. <laughs> no, <laughs> Obviously, TomPatry.com is my website, Chris. And then, uh, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, two Facebook pages, Instagram. Um, my newsletter comes out uh, quarterly, so you can sign up on my website, TomPatry.com, for the newsletter, which is free and always has a lot of great stuff in it. Uh, I work on that quarterly and put a lot of work into that. There's always some good stuff on there. Um, the next issue will be coming out sometime 
uh, probably March, April, May sometime. I haven't really nailed down the date yet, and we'll announce my summer locations. We didn't get to tonight. We'll talk about that next time, maybe. But uh, I've got a couple things up my sleeve for the summer that are new, going to be a lot of fun, a couple of cool locations, um, and a couple of cool products coming out this summer that are a little different. Um, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, and obviously, you know, one of the great places to get in touch with me is right here and uh, with you at Next Time the which we're on, uh, we're on a lot. And, and I, I'm unfortunate to put up with your Red Sox garbage all the time, but it's fun being on with you anyway. <laughs> I appreciate you, TP. Thanks for, thanks for enduring that. And thanks for your time tonight, as always. Can't wait to catch up with you again soon. In between now and then, all the best to you and the missus. Chrissy, you're the best. I love being on with you. I love the show. I love everything you bring to the game and all the help you give all of us out there and, uh, and all the opportunity to, uh, to, uh, you know, expound on our, our idiocy, idiocy sometimes, but it's so much fun being on with you. And, uh, what a great lineup you had tonight. Your, your lineup tonight was outstanding. Andy Lana was wonderful and, and Levy was great. You did a great job with both. And it's so, uh, it's so much fun to be on with you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you, my friend. You're the best. I can't wait to catch up soon. Take care. Thanks, pal. Good night. See you, Tom. That's a great Tom Patry. P-A-T-R-I. TomPatry.com is the site and a lot of great content on there, folks. It's not too late to sign up and get some lessons from him. Tom's still down there in in Naples, Florida, as you heard. Weather's beautiful. Tom is great. And the instruction is going to make your game a heck of a lot better. So please go see him and try to make arrangements, like I say, either through his website or reaching out directly to Tom. If you've got a question or a concern, you want me to get to Tom, and uh, and try to help facilitate that. You can find me on Facebook, on my Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter, at CT Mascaro. And obviously, through nextonthetee.net, you can get us through our Contact Us page there as well. Folks, I can't thank you enough for uh, for taking time to, and listening to this show tonight. It's time to put a bow on it. My thanks to Mark Wiebe, Andy Leno, and, of course, Tom Patrick for being here. Our website is nextonthetee.net. You're going to be able to keep up to date with what's going on with the show and our guest schedule as well. Plus, we've got good links so you can stream the show from there, but uh, you can find us all over the net. We're on great podcasting sites like podcast.co, Podbean, Launchpad, DM, Spotify, iHeart, Audio Boom. You know, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Player.fm. If you've got a favorite podcasting site, we're most likely on it. And folks, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the show and coming back and, uh, and uh, taking a listen tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys the very most. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends.